0: Welcome to week 35, a new section of our study, the Beatitudes, we're starting, and this week is the Poor in Spirit. But since it's the first week on the Beatitudes, I have a little bit of an introduction on what is a Beatitude, and that's our first question. What is a Beatitude? Beatitude is a blessing that God speaks over His people. It's a word of blessing that God speaks over His people, over His children. Beatitudes, therefore remind us of the unique happiness of what it means to be a child of God. It reminds us, a beatitude reminds us of the unique inheritance we have through faith in Christ. Beatitude is a word of happiness, a word of blessing. It is the opposite of a word of cursing. It's the opposite of a curse. It's a blessing. One example of a beatitude is Psalm 32 verse 2. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, that man is blessed. What does that mean? That means the person is forgiven. It means you've sinned against God, but God doesn't count your sins against you. That's a blessing in whose spirit there is no deceit. Now, ultimately, that applies perfectly only to whom... In whose spirit, yeah, Jesus. But in a general sense, it not uh, responds to, but it applies to the person who's born again. The person who has the Holy Spirit and has a new heart. A heart that actually does love God. Truly, though not perfectly. Another beatitude is in Revelation. There are beatitudes throughout the Bible and throughout the book of Revelation. 14, verse 13. I heard... A voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. So the one who dies bodily, and we're all going to die bodily, but the one who dies bodily, but is in a relationship with God through Christ, that person is blessed. They've left this realm of the curse, they've left this fallen body that continues to be fraught with weakness and sin. And they've gone into the presence of God. Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew 5 through 7. You all should know that. If someone were to say, Where's the Sermon on the Mount? It's Matthew 5 through 7. It's the first major teaching section in Matthew. Famous and cherished sermon. The Sermon on the Mount is from what chapters? Of what book? Matthew. And it begins with nine Beatitudes. Some people break them down to eight because the last one is longer and a little bit more involved. But there's really nine. The first Beatitude is Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To understand this, you need to understand, one, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? Two, what does it mean to have the kingdom of heaven, to possess the kingdom of heaven? Because it says theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Which is saying something a little bit different than they'll enter the kingdom of heaven. It says theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Just think about what it means to be poor physically. Being poor physically means suffering from a lack. Suffering from a lack of food. A lack of water, clothing, shelter. That's being poor physically. Being poor spiritually means suffering from lack. Specifically suffering from a lack of righteousness before God. Now all of us lack on our own standing all of us lack righteousness before God but before God changes our hearts we're not suffering from that in fact we couldn't really care about that less we're just not worried about it we don't feel the affliction of our sin we don't suffer from our lack of righteousness before God but rather apart from Christ we go on living just as if everything's completely fine To be afflicted and to be brought low because of our sinfulness and because of our weakness. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. It's the opposite of being proud. It's the opposite of being rich in pride. Number one, I I think I drew out two two, um, applications of this just to go a little bit deeper into it. Being poor in spirit, suffering from a lack of righteousness before God... Being poor in spirit is the opposite of being rich in pride. Isaiah 66 six two. all these things my hand has made. And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Contrite means broken and lowly. Like if you get caught doing something bad at home. That that feeling that you feel of brokenness and shame and lowly that makes you feel really, really bad that sometimes you don't even know how to put into words. But you're supposed to feel that way when you're caught doing something you shouldn't. Because the opposite would be not caring. And that's what it means to be humble and contrite, trembling at God's word, poor in spirit. Secondly, if you flip the page over, the poor in spirit are set free by the good news of Christ's salvation. The poor in spirit are set free by the good news of Christ's salvation. So instead of being proud sinners who don't see or feel our brokenness, we've been humbled by God's salvation. We've been humbled. We've seen our need. We've seen our brokenness. We've seen our affliction. And we've gone to Christ for salvation. Luke 4, 17 through 21. A long passage here. See if you can track with me. Luke 4, beginning in 17. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. That's talking about Jesus. The scroll was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. You look in the middle of, well, right towards the beginning of verse 18, the audience, the poor, the captives, the blind, the oppressed, just examples, representative examples of the afflicted, who would look to God as their refuge? Who would look to Christ as their salvation? In the eyes of the world, lowly, forgotten, often despised. But Christ came to bring them salvation. Poor in spirit is to be set free by the good news of Christ's salvation. To be humbled by the gospel. What does it mean to possess the kingdom of heaven? That's your last question. Now, I have to summarize this. The, I plan on the final major section of these studies. And today is what? Week what? 35? So what's that leave us? 22? 22, 22 more studies? The final section of the catechism I want to do on the kingdom parables from Matthew 13. And when we get to those kingdom parables, we'll look in more detail about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. But since it says in this beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs are the kingdom of heaven. We've got to have a little bit on what the kingdom of heaven is. What does it mean to possess the kingdom of heaven? Put this in one sentence that takes one line. It means to have a share in God's reign of salvation through fellowship with Jesus. Fellowship with Jesus means relationship with Jesus. It means knowing Jesus. It means belonging to Jesus. However you want to say it, to be in a relationship with Jesus through faith, and since we have a relationship with Jesus, we now have a share of God's reign of salvation. So kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God, there's two different ways of talking about the same thing, is God's reign of salvation in the world. To possess the kingdom of heaven is to have a share in that. It's very, very simple. It's to be a citizen of the kingdom. Matthew 1, 20 through 23. As he considered these things... Behold, an angel. That's talking about Joseph. As Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's salvation. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by by the prophet. Behold, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now I've underlined the two relevant phrases, and then I've summarized them in points, which you see on your sheet as point one and point two. Possessing the kingdom of heaven, first of all, means possessing the spiritual blessing of the forgiveness of sins. Verse 21 Call him Jesus, he'll save his people from their sins. This is salvation. It is a spiritual blessing, the forgiveness of sins, where God literally takes away the guilt of our sin before him. Point number two, possessing the kingdom of heaven, means possessing the heavenly blessing of fellowship with God. Verse 23, call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you want to circle some things on your sheet, under, in point one, you can circle the word spiritual. In point two, you can circle the word heavenly. Kingdom of heaven is a spiritual kingdom. It's not an earthly kingdom or earthly nation like the United States. It's a heavenly kingdom. Not, again, not like an earthly kingdom like the United States or any other kingdom on earth. It's a kingdom that's power is manifest on earth. Think about your changed heart. Think about the local church. That's the kingdom. This power becomes manifest and has an impact on earth. But it's a heavenly spiritual kingdom. Heavenly. We're united with God. We're in a relationship with God who lives in heaven. And spiritual means all of our sins are forgiven. And blessed are the poor in spirit. Not the proud. But those who have been broken. The been afflicted by their lack of righteousness and have fled to Christ for salvation. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let's go ahead and pray.